0: given me and, and blessed me with and, and taking my talents and, and trying to glorify Him through through uh, my passions and my talents. So.
1: Because we need Christians whose faith is alive right now. God doesn't ask for anything in return from us. He just wants us to trust Him and believe that you know He is the Almighty and sent His Son Jesus here to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins.
0: I'd rather... Share a Bible verse on Sunday morning with an audience of a hundred than just try to sell products and not make any difference at all to an audience of a million. And then it's like, well that's settled, let's go. <laughs> we sit back and we we develop this envious jealousy inside of us because somebody else is living the life that we want while we sit down and don't do anything about it. Get out, go enjoy it. And then of course, you know, you and I would say, Get in the woods. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Rise, Kill Eat podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. This week, I am joined by Wes Ireton. Wes is the founder and producer of the new YouTube series called Rise, Kill Eat, and it's an interesting story of how Wes and I met, and I'm excited to be able to share my conversation with Wes and what he is doing with his YouTube show with a very similar name as the podcast that you're currently listening to right now. I want to encourage you guys to check out Wes's website called RisekillEat.com. It will be released February 19th, as you will hear in our conversation together. Also, connect with him on YouTube and connect with him on Facebook and Instagram. Those links and information can be found down in the show notes of the show. The whole idea of RiceKillEat. You know it obviously it comes from the book of acts acts of the apostles chapter 10 uh, verse 13 specifically and in that in that passage in the bible it has a significant meaning because in that moment that that god says rise peter kill and eat that is kind of the 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 start of the gospel reaching you know beyond the traditional Jews. It's the kind of the beginning of the gospel reaching the Gentiles. So a Gentile by definition is anybody that is not considered a Jew. So I'm a Gentile. Uh, most Christians today are would be considered Gentiles based on the biblical definition. So what is significant about you know this verse in Acts chapter 10, verse 13 is that it's kind of the beginning stages of you know the the gospel Reaching beyond, beyond Jerusalem, I guess, beyond Israel, beyond the Middle East, and it's a, it's a interesting story to go and listen to. I actually did a whole podcast uh, episode on uh, what Rice Killeen kind of represents in from a biblical perspective, but from today, it's kind of kind of a culture, and that's what Wes is implementing with his show, and what we've kind of done here with the Rice podcast, and it's a culture of people who love. God, they have a relationship with Jesus, and it's also a a co- a group of people who enjoy getting outdoors and enjoy, you know, the provisions that God gives us through the outdoors. And I'm excited to be able to share an opportunity to to do some promotional stuff with Wes and to work with him in the future. Um, that is what we are planning to do right now, and you will be able to hear more of the details of that in this episode. So I want to thank you guys. I want to encourage you guys to check out uh, Wes. He's on Instagram at Um Also, if you haven't connected with me on Instagram, uh, as far as the elite podcast goes, it's at RiceKelite. Very similar. So go ahead and check out both of those. And I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into my conversation with Wes Ireton. All right, let's go ahead and do this, man. So I've got Wes Ireton on the Kill Elite Podcast, and uh, man, Wes, this is this is really cool. This is a, a great conversation that, that I know we're going to have, and I'm looking forward to being able to to share the details of what we kind of got in the works a little bit later on in this conversation, man. So thank you so much for being on the Kill Elite Podcast with me, man.
1: Pleasure is truly all mine, uh, Tyler. I was, uh, I mean, the story of how we met is is super cool. Uh, so I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. So, um, I'm excited to be on here with, with, with your viewers and listeners and, and for us to just to get another opportunity to talk and to, 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 uh, cut it up together. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's the story of how we met is, uh, is very interesting. And just to kind of give listeners a, uh, perspective into that kind of, kind of set the stage a little bit for them. Uh, so I had first seen Wes's Instagram page on, obviously on Instagram, I had a few people, uh, I think like three or four different people send me messages asking if it was me. Uh, cause as, as people are going to f- kind of figure it out based on the title of this episode and, you know, kind of moving forward here, uh, you also have the Rise elite type, uh, media outlet kind of going too. so people were sending me messages and just kind of asking me, you know, is this, is this you, or is this, you know, do you know who this is and that kind of thing? So, I reached out to Wes, and and honestly, you know, and we've we've had several conversations since then about this. But honestly, I was calling to try to get him to, to convince him to change his name because the Rize Elite podcast was already a thing. And after we were kind of kind of discussing, you know, it was a uh, God, I guess, put on, really put on to onto Wes's heart, and I'm glad he did to, you know, kind of partner together and kind of work together. And like I said, we're going to kind of get into the details of that a little bit later on this episode, but it is a interesting story on how Wes and I kind of first met. So Wes, you can always tell your side of the story as well.
1: (laughs) You, uh, you're absolutely right, man. It's, it's wild how God works. Uh, I, I, I tend to, to say I'm never amazed, you know, I'm never surprised that God Uh, you know, kind of works in these, in these wild ways that that you aren't expecting. And it always Mm -hmm. surprises me, but uh, I'm also not surprised at the same time uh, that, that God is, is always up to something. And so, uh, um, yeah, so I I had this idea to, uh, before I even saw your Instagram or or saw, I've heard Rise Kill Eat, the podcast uh, for a TV show uh, with obviously the same name, Rise Kill Eat, but also coincidentally, after talking with you, with a similar vision. And obviously we'll get into kind of what our visions are and how, how well they aligned. But man, it was, uh, it was, I I got your call or I got your, I guess your message and then I called you, uh, you know, I was a little bit um, unsure really of where the conversation would go. Uh, Of course, me, you know, me knowing that, that you have a a faith-based background and, and your love for God and, and I know the same for me. I, I I figured that we could come up with some idea of how we could, you know, mutually uh, move forward in a in a positive way. But um but yeah, starting out with that conversation was tough because I could tell that <laughs> you put a lot of hard work into this thing and, and and I can understand that for sure. Um, but I knew there had to be some way that we could do this to to glorify God together. And so I'm excited to to talk about a little bit of that too.
0: Yeah, I mean that was uh that was really the the kind of the thing that caused me to do the the 180 i think and um you know i obviously didn't didn't want to have any kind of issue or anything and that's something that me and you've talked about quite a bit and it wasn't something that you know i wanted it to be an issue but once you kind of told me your your plan for what you were doing with it and kind of the the mission and the purpose of the rice kelly show i was like well i mean this is this just like you were saying, it's it's perfectly in line with what the Rise of Elite podcast is about, and I know listeners who've been listening for whether this be their first episode or their 69th episode, because this will be episode sixty nine. Uh, they know that like this is God, freedom, and the great outdoors. Those are the three things that we focus on, with God being the most important. So, whenever you were kind of mentioning that that uh you know the 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 purpose and the mission of the show was to glorify God to do it through the outdoors and hunting, I was like, well, I mean that's. That's, that's exactly it I mean there if I were to get in the way of that then it would be a sin against God and a sin against west i mean it, it'd be a terrible thing so yeah I mean I'm so glad that we were, were able to kind of kind of get that worked out and i'm I'm really excited about what where the future's going with this but before we get into that Wes, you know uh everybody has a has a story at the beginning everybody has a start to you know to their hunting adventures and to really just about anything we get into so where does that kind of start with you
1: have quite the story and i won't uh i won't uh give you your first two-hour uh podcast episode i don't know if viewers (laughs) would love my story that much but uh but yeah i i grew up in indiana Uh, i now live in texas and have for a lot of my adult life lived down here um but i grew up in indiana in the midwest kind of like where you're at tyler in kentucky but uh Uh, Grew up in a great home, great family. My parents loved Jesus more than anything, and so I I grew up kind of knowing what was right. I grew up in church, uh, grew up serving in the church, Um, and uh, but my identity was actually wrapped up in sports. I was a baseball player, and so um, you know that's that's where my selfish pride really took me uh, through my teenage years um, is is this love for this game, uh, uh, for the game of baseball and what that game gave me as an identity as a superstar as a good uh, a good baseball player and what people thought of me is really what I cared most about and so um you know fast forward to I had a full scholarship to play in in college at uh Miami University in Ohio uh went there and and tore my rotator cuff as a pitcher and which kind of ended a season for me um Mm -hmm. as far as baseball goes and so I didn't have that identity anymore. And I'm a new guy on a campus that nobody really knows me. I can't play baseball and prove who I am. Um, and and I spiraled downward and out of control. Uh, I got into partying and into drugs and to sex and into just the fast lane of life and trying to find that satisfaction, and that validation from all these other places. Um, and and really, uh, I continued on that path for a few years of destruction and, um, and really just selfishness and and living for myself. And, um, and so uh, along that journey, um, I had many, many quiet nights laying in bed, sleepless, uh, talking with the Lord of like, you know, I, I know where I'm, I know where I'm at. I know what I'm doing is wrong. I know that, uh, that, that where I'm at in life is not pleasing to you. This is not who you created me to be. Um, and so God lined up one thing after another to really get me out of that, provide a way of escape, which he promises to do in his word um, and, and, and provided me a way out. And, um, and so that, that's how I kind of got out of that lifestyle and got into uh, really a daily surrendering and, and walking with the Lord. And, you know, that was in my early 20s. And uh, so growing up, sports was a lot to me and uh, it was everything to me. But at the same time, it was an idol. And, and it was it was, is what consumed me. So I didn't I didn't necessarily grow up hunting. I've always loved being outdoors. Uh, I always loved being outside. I was the kid that would rather be out there exploring on the bike or running around town, um, you know, with my friends, than sitting inside playing a video game or anything like that. Um, and so I've always had a love for the outdoors. I've always wanted to live on some land and, and kind of live off the land and Uh, So when we were married, uh, my wife and I, Sarah, uh, we we kind of made that that plan to to buy some property where we had some more land to really enjoy being outdoors more. And that's really where my love for hunting really blossomed uh, and and came out is is I love being outside in nature. I love being in God's creation Uh, from a photographer standpoint. I'm a professional photographer and videographer. uh, So that's where I love to be filming, love to be shooting is outdoors on an adventure. And so um, that that kind of led me into uh, the hunting world is a chance to be outside and connect with God. Um, I've always been one to want to provide my own food for my family, whether it's growing it in our own garden or greenhouse or raising it in livestock or hunting for it. That's kind of always been a passion of mine. Uh, And so hunting was another avenue to do that. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, And it's really been a relatively, uh, I mean, I hunted in the past growing up, it's maybe once a year or or, or twice a year at best, but really in the last five years, um, especially once I had my son, um, and he's the same way wired to be outside, uh, it's something that we really fell in love with together.
0: Yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, having the, once the kids kind of get into the picture, I've got two of my own. I've got another one on the way once the kids get in the picture, that's when you start to kind of, kind of look into the future a little bit more. It's like, you know, how do I want this little person? You know, it's basically mini me of me to, to grow up. And yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that and kind of go back a little bit to your, your sports thing. I think, you know, so many people around that age, so many young men around that age, that late high school, early college, I think, you know, those that are in sports and they have the talent to be able to play at the next level, they, they, their identity is wrapped up in, in their sports a lot of time. I mean, for me, it was football. I was able to play for a little bit in college, and, you know, I, I had plans to, to keep going. But, I mean, it, it, after a few injuries and, uh, you know, several things, it, it really, really started to wear me down. I just, just decided to focus on school. But like you were saying, I mean, it's it's something that is so easily to become our idols. You know, we, we can get quickly, especially at that age, we can quickly – you know, be guilty of idolatry very fast because it is something that we've probably done for most of our lives. Something that, you know, people respect us for, they like us for it and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I talked to to Jack Carr, uh, retired Navy SEAL, I mean, a while back, one of the early episodes of this podcast. And one of the things that he mentioned was, you know, finding that next mission, you know, finding the, the next thing you're going to do in your life and um, having your identity and that kind of thing. And it was... I think for a lot of people, they, they struggle with finding that, that next mission. And, you know, our true identity is obviously in Jesus and that's right. where, yeah. that's where it's, you know, supposed to be. And that's where you're going to have the most fulfillment.
1: And it's one of those things that uh, if you look at any God, uh, lowercase G, even, even the capital G God, they, they, they're all about one thing and that is their glory. And yeah. so for me, um, in my early life, I was my own god, and so that's why I loved baseball is because it was the best way for me to get glory, uh, because I was good at it. And uh, and so, if I couldn't get it there, I'd go find out something else that I was good at, so that people could look at me and, in a sense, worship me and 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 look to me for glory. I would get that glory. And and so I think that everyone is there's still people that battling that battle today, and and there are teens everywhere and and young people in college and I mean, every, every spectrum, every, every nation, uh, that's going to battle with that at some point in their life is figuring out who they're trying to get glory to. And that's where I was. And for the longest time, it was myself. I was trying to give myself glory, give myself the the spotlight, um, and, um, and take that away from God who had given me those abilities in the first place. And so that's, that's, that's why I love hunting too, in the outdoors is because you can't take the glory. (laughs) It's hard because you didn't create the animal you didn't, you didn't give yourself the ability to pull back a bow. You didn't give yourself the ability to, 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 you didn't cause that animal to come in your way. You may think you threw that corn out there or you may think you called it in, but the Lord determines those steps, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's just cool to see God provide for people in that way. And that's been really exciting for me to teach my, my young boy about that and, and be a part of that hunting uh, experience to where we truly rely on God to get it done. So.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. Cause there, my uh my faith and my recognition of god has certainly grown over the you know especially over the past handful of years when i've really dove into the world of hunting because of that very reason that you just mentioned because you know if you think that you've got it all figured out just go out into the turkey woods for a season and you will be completely humiliated <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or go yep. out and hunt some deer for for a season or some ducks or something and you know it's it's interesting to to sit there and you know go through a season and kind of look back on how much actual time you spent you know even over a span of a, a calendar year how much time you've actually spent either you know working towards the season or as far as like prep goes and like land work goes and you know how much time you've actually spent in the stand or in the woods or on the water and you know if you calculate all that up and then compare that to the little bit that you actually get I mean it's it's not even not even close. I mean, this is just the the amount of work that goes into it is is insane, and that's only to give you a small chance. And that's just because that's the way that God has created these animals, and it's you know something that is definitely going to humble you if you uh, you pursue it for for long enough. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point.
1: Every single hunter, uh, every single one, okay, um, whether they believe this or not, they all hunt for a bigger purpose than just the the hunt itself. they they, they all do, whether it's for another trophy, whether it's for food, whether it's for their pride, whether it's for, um, uh, therapy to be outside. We're all, we, we all hunt for a bigger purpose anyways. And so, you know, myself and you, we, we strive to, uh, and those who find the most satisfaction, uh, strive to hunt for that purpose, uh, that higher purpose. And that's to, to glorify God and, and be good stewards of the land that he's given us to, to have dominion over, you know? And so it's, uh, everybody's hunting for a bigger purpose, whether they realize it or not. And, um, so hopefully it's that, that purpose for everyone is, is that same, that same, uh, glorification
0: of God. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100% man. So, uh, we've kind of touched on you a little bit of your story there and how you grew up in Indiana. So, you know, what, what brought you down to Texas? I mean, how does, where's the dots kind of connect between the Indiana, Ohio all the way down to Texas for you
1: i um, I was no different than and then most other young men we followed the women uh most of the time <laughs> at that age and uh, my wife just happened to be a Texas gal and I fell in love with her at, at first sight and uh and you know growing up I was never a big fan of the of the snow and the cold weather I mean it was fun for a day or two but gets it gets old pretty quick uh if if you you know you can probably relate to that and where you're at in the yeah. west
0: yeah, i'm right there right cool now for, i'm, I'm at that point in the season <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's cool when, when it first hits the ground and then you're like man okay now it's 30 degrees again and uh the next day and the next day and the wind chill and and all those things just kind of wear on you and as a kid i never loved i loved the summertime i was a baseball kid i like being outside sweating and enjoying the heat and so i always wanted to move out west and so when I when I fell in love with a Texas girl, it was a pretty easy decision to, to say, "Hey, babe, let's 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 live out there. I'm all for it." So we we moved out here pretty early in our marriage, uh, and she went to college out here, and so we uh, we just decided to call this place home, and and I I've, I've never regretted that at all. I, the state of Texas is the the greatest place that uh, I would say that anyone could live. I love it here.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably agree with you right now because that seems to be kind of a safe haven with, with all the junk that's going on right now in our country. And I mean, that's, a Texas is something that it's always, I think any, any true, you know, outdoorsman, you know, probably has Texas somewhere on their list of states that they want to go and try to check out. And as far as hunts go, and, you know, maybe even live there and set up shop. I mean, it's, it's one of those, uh, one of those states that I haven't had the privilege of going to yet, but I, I hear nothing but good things about, about the one-star state so i mean that's that's pretty awesome that you guys just decided to go down there
1: and, and we got to change that for you brother we got to get you down here even i know if this is for a, get bring the wife and kids and, and have a good weekend or whatever it may be man i think you would uh i think you'd enjoy it it's a great place to be great place to raise a family we're we're blessed man we, we enjoy it
0: see that's actually interesting my wife she was born in temple so she's she's from texas and that's where she was born and everything and uh uh she I think it's always kind of been, been on the list. So, I mean, we may have to plan that trip sometime. So that, that, that'd be pretty incredible. I've, I've always wanted to do a hog hunt down there. I mean, that's not, we have hogs here in Kentucky, you know, on the, on the kind of the Western side, but it's nothing near like what it, what it is down in, down in Texas. So I mean, it's, I could definitely go some, for some, uh, pulled pork barbecue. So
1: <laughs> well, a hog hunt is a must if you're in the state. No, it, it's uh it's a. Uh, it's pest control out here is what they call it. So you you can find there's no shortage of ranches that are begging you to come out and shoot some pigs.
0: Yeah. So what's it like going from, you know, hunting in the Midwest, you know, kind of getting your, getting your feet established in the Midwest, as far as the hunting game goes, and then moving to Texas, what kind of, you know, similarities and differences have you really kind of experienced over the past, I guess, several years?
1: A lot of people point to, you know, there's, there's no question that the, the white tail deer in, in Kentucky and the Midwest and Iowa and Indiana and Ohio, those are some, some bruiser, corn fed deer up there. But, uh, but yeah, there's some, there's some great pockets of Texas too, that, that really have grown some great white tails as well. Uh, of course, the climate's different, which produces a different animal, but, um, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the fun thing is in Texas is that, that you can hunt some of those different breeds that you don't get up there, like you have a lot more pigs for example javelina hogs um uh, you know axis deer and you just get some you get some different kind of species down here which make hunting um you know a lot more exciting too because you have a little bit more seasons to kind of look forward to as opposed to uh you know just kind of waiting out your turkey and 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 uh whitetail seasons um in some of those northern states where you, there's just not a lot a uh, lot left there but out west here you know i've one of my bucket lists for this year is to shoot a bull elk with a bow. And so, um, you know, within a relatively short drive, you can get to some places to, to get that done, you know, whereas it would be a, a pretty lengthy trip to figure that out from where I used to be up in Indiana to, to get to some elk hunting country. But, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 you know um, we've, we've enjoyed it here and um, I'm I'm really starting to broaden my uh my spectrum as far as what I'm hunting uh in the last couple of years I've always just been a a, a spring and fall turkey guy with whitetail and and maybe a, a couple hogs you know but I'm really trying to expand in the next couple of years and so getting some pretty cool hunts on the calendar already so I'm pretty excited
0: about it Yeah that's awesome That's awesome yeah I've kind of al- always operated under the uh the four seasons the deer duck turkey and fish that's kind of been my uh my go-to as far as the seasons go it's not you know fall winter spring and summer those are the four actual seasons but that's awesome that you guys have have that kind of you know resources down there to be able to do that and you know texas does a great job of being able to to manage a lot of those those populations you know whether it's an introduced species or it's a natural native species been able to do a great job of of managing from a wildlife conservation perspective to where you know one species isn't you know, overrunning the other populations. I know you mentioned, uh, hogs at this point, kind of being pest control. And a lot of that is, you know, kind of the measures that they've, that they've taken to kind of get rid of hogs. I mean, I've seen videos and heard of people going on, uh, helicopter trips to, to mow down some hogs on, on ranches just because they're, they're tearing up, uh, tearing up fields and tearing up crop land. And I mean, that's just part of the, part of the game. And that's just what you kind of, got to do down there and you know areas like that but yeah that's a uh, that's really interesting it's i'll have to add the lone star state to the list for sure
1: that matter of fact that's what we'll do when you come down here we'll jump in a helicopter and we'll go shoot some hogs that sounds, <laughs> Dang, like that, sounds
0: that sounds like a good time
1: <laughs> no, a friend of mine has a has a a friend who owns one of those uh the helicopter hunt uh deals so i think
0: we can make that happen for you sweet there we go Book it. We got it. We got it planned out here. So, so uh just kind of going back a little bit to uh to one of our previous conversations that we've had, we've talked on the phone at several times. that you know, you were mentioning that uh, you know, you were taking some time where, you know, taking a break from social media, taking a break from the news, politics. I did a very similar kind of uh I guess almost fast kind of thing where, you know, getting away from all that garbage that's kinda out there. You know, what kind of benefits have you seen I guess, you know, with that time that you spent kind of, kind of taking a break from it, you know, right in the middle of a hunting season. So I guess kind of, kind of clearing your head a little bit. So what kind of benefits did you see from that
1: word comes to mind and that's peace. Uh, that's really what I found from it. Once I was willing to let go of my own, uh, uh, need to kind of feel like I'm able to control somewhat of what's happening, um, uh, around me, um, then I really found great peace from the Lord and from being outside. And it's crazy because right at the end of whitetail season, uh, I, uh, down here, uh, I had, I got COVID and I had to be quarantined for 14 days. And, uh, luckily I was, I was one of the lucky ones that didn't have a, I mean, I wasn't really sick. I didn't really feel too bad. I felt bad for maybe two days and that was about it. But I was in the, I was in the stand every day, you know, because yeah. I had nothing else to do. I couldn't yeah. go to work. I couldn't go. I couldn't get even go in my own house. So uh, I'm uh, I'm just living out of the blind, you know. So it was uh, it was a lot of time to really just reflect and spend time uh, in the peace and the quiet. And man, as Americans, uh, I think anywhere in this culture, in this day and age we live in, we're there's just noise everywhere. And mm-hmm. everywhere you go, is someone trying to tell you something, and uh, someone trying to vie for your attention and trying to uh, capture your your uh, focus for however many seconds they can. And that's just what our world is built on right now. And I think that that's another reason I love being outdoors. I love hunting and fishing so much is because there's nowhere else to find that complete silence, you know, that complete stillness and where the Lord calls us to be still and know he's God. One of the greatest places to know that God is who he is and who he says he is, is out in the woods or sitting on a still lake in a boat, you know, where you're just, there's nothing but you and him. And that's where you really begin to feel that piece of like, Hey, I'm, I've got this man. I'm, 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 uh, I'm capable of it all. And, and I'm, and, and Wes is not. So you, you just worry about catching fish. You just worry about, you just worry about shooting deer and I'll worry about being God. And uh, so that piece is really what came from that for me. It's getting away from the, the buzz a little bit from social media and everywhere else and turning the news off and, and letting God just determine what happens. And, uh, cause you know, I believe, and as I know you do that, that he does determine what happens. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to trust him with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned that, cause I am uh, 100% convinced that God did not create us to, uh, be always, I guess, bombarded with all this information. Like I don't think that we were designed to have this, this endless amount of information kind of at our fingertips and with our face constantly in it. I think that, you know, there's a reason that, you know, you see in the Bible that there was a time for people to come together and there's also a time for people to kind of get into smaller intimate groups because of, I guess, probably that's very, very same reason. You know, if you live, you know, 2000 years ago in the middle of Jerusalem, you didn't always go to the, the courtyard where there's thousands of people, like you went there for a specific purpose And then you left to go home. I mean, we weren't, we're not made, we're not designed to, to have this, you know, constant bombardment of, of information, you know, knowing what people are eating for dinner, their opinions on this, their opinions on that. I don't, I don't think that we're designed for that. And, you know, we're designed to, to get out and, you know, getting peace with God, whether it is hunting or fishing or, you know, being outdoors, or maybe it's exercise for somebody else, or maybe it's, you know, a hike, whatever it is. I think that we are, you know, I think just like you were saying, there are times for peace and we have to be able to seek that, that peace time and put the phone away and just enjoy God's presence. You know, there's, there's a time for chaos. There's a time for war. There's a time for work, but there's also a time for peace. And I think a lot of people, I think if they took more time, to look for that peace and that only comes from God, then I think a lot of our problems that we're facing right now could be could be healed and could be fixed. And
1: that's uh, it, it, I'm I'm one of those guys that kind of just I keep it basic. If Jesus did it, I want to do it. And mm-hmm. and and even Jesus, who was fully man, fully God, if he needed time away with God the Father, then I need it. And and he yeah. would go away from the crowds. Often it says in the Word, in the Gospels, he would withdraw himself from his own disciples and go by himself and pray, and spend time in peace and quiet. And so, if he needs to do it, I and he's God, then I definitely do. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm the furthest thing from it. So I, I definitely need that uh, time more so. And so uh, that's a lesson that I had to learn later in life, unfortunately. But I'm I'm starting to learn it now, which is which is good.
0: Yeah absolutely the the sooner the better so that's great so um to kind of switch gears on us here so we've of course alluded to the fact that you are starting up a, a show for rice kill Eat, and you know kind of what's that look like what what is the the mission and the purpose I know people are familiar with this podcast and we've kind of talked about it a little bit how they're very similar but you know from from Wes, you know what's the the rice kill Eat show going to kind of look like
1: the idea for this show is to provide uh Um, Let me back up a little bit. Uh, For the past five or six years, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, I'm a photographer and videographer. I've been creating content for a lot of Western brands and outdoor brands, uh, social content and so forth. And so in doing that, um, you know, having that skill set, so to speak, uh, but paired with a passion for hunting. Uh, I would always use my hunting as like a getaway time. of like, I don't want to bring the camera with me. I want to just go and hunt and just be mm-hmm. <laughs> do all those things we just talked about. and uh, i don't I don't want to feel like I'm working and hunting at the same time. <clears throat> but then I, I I did see kind of a a gap, a little bit of a little bit of a gap in the in the market for an opportunity for a show that not just focuses on the hunt itself, but it encompasses the full story of why we hunt. And and what the purpose is behind it, and because that's what hunting is for me. I, I'm I'm the type of guy that I think trophies are cool. I think uh, 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 a trophy game on my wall is is something I'm striving for too. But the purpose is that I'm not going to. I don't want to kill something unless I want to eat it. You know, I, I hunt for food. I fish for food. And and so to me, it's it's a little bit different. I may not have the the highest score in deer on the wall. Uh, but I, I filled my freezer up, you know, I may not have that exotic animal, but it's because I probably wouldn't eat it, you know, so I'm not going <laughs> right. to, there's no point, you know, so if it's not worth eating, it's not, to me, it's not worth hunting. Uh, so, and that's just my opinion. I know, and, and I, and I don't look down or discredit anybody who, who hunts for a different purpose, but for me, that was my own personal conviction for it. And so that's where the the show really took shape for me in my mind of, of telling that story, uh, so we we call it um, the prep, the purpose, the hunt, and the harvest. So uh, we want to encompass all of those things in in each episode. We want to be hunting for food. We want to talk about the purpose of why we hunt. We want to cover the prep of like how we get to the hunt itself. Um, you know what what pieces had to go in place. What do we what do we have to do uh, as far as more strategy and hunting goes? Kind of cover some of that. Uh, but also the good portion of the episode at the end is the harvest itself uh, i think a lot of uh, great shows out there they end with the guy crouched down over his his kill talking about how grateful he is for that and it's awesome and then it's over credits and so there's a little bit of me that was always left wondering like uh how did you cook how did you cook that particular game like did you just you just do it like everybody, just chicken fry it. It, it just because it tastes disgusting. And so you just have to throw a bunch of <laughs> throw a right. bunch of flour and cover it up with, you know, a chicken fried crust and get it down. Or how did you cook it? You know, and so I've always been attracted to the meat eater style show because yeah. I just find it interesting to see those different games that are out there that are palatable, that taste good and and ultimately kind of see how they cook it. And, uh, so that's a little bit about what we're doing, maybe a different take on the meat eater approach, a little bit more story to it, but then, um, you know, showing how we prepare whatever it is, duck breast or awdad, which we're hunting this, uh, later this week, or, you know, different things that you may not even think are, are something that you would even think about eating. Uh, but the trophy looks cool. Well, we're going to show you that it is actually good to eat too. And here's how we cook it. Uh, and our families love it. And so that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, a little bit of the story behind the, the, the brand and the show. Um, and then the overarching goal and all of that is to build a culture of, of men and women who hunt with purpose, uh, who do it to glorify God and who do it to provide for their families and who recognize where this food comes from. And, uh, so that's kind of the big picture and then how it works itself out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that is a right up our alley. I mean, that's, that's, that's it right there. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned meat eater, cause that's exactly what I was thinking of. It's, um, you know, kind of seeing what Steve Ronell and a lot of those meat eater guys have done with hunting TV has really kind of revolutionized so that, uh, because people are starting to, to, you know, take their, their harvest more seriously. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is something that when you watch a lot of hunting shows, you see the kill shot, you see the recovery and then that's it. You see the grip and grin at the end. And then, like you said, the, the credits are, are rolling. You don't see any of the process afterwards or very little. And You might get a little bit during the, the kind of the end credit, you know, part of it. But that's really about it. You don't see the next level of the process. You know, I'm under the impression and then I am, you know, a full 100% believer that once the animal's on the ground, you're only halfway done. Like you've still got a ton of work that needs to be done. And, you know, whenever I shoot a whitetail deer, if I shoot it on a, on a Friday night, that next Saturday, I'm spending all day working on it to get it broken down and to get it prepared for, uh, you know, certain cuts are going to do this. I'm going to make this out of this, you know, and it's a, it's a process, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And I've probably sent, spent just as much money on the stuff that I use to cook the food as i have to the actual hunting gear i mean it's a, it's a whole process and I'm, I'm so glad that you you mentioned that and that uh that's going to be a huge element in the show because that's something i think that people are definitely interested in the fact that you know making the connection between god's creation you know god gave us these animals as a resource for food purposes and involving that into the show i think is exactly what rice kill eat represents
1: and, and even just as a father, that's just the lessons I want to teach my son in hunting.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and it's funny cause he's nine. Uh, he shot his first deer two, two seasons ago and shot another one, shot a better deer than I did this past season. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's, he's just fallen in love with it, but he, he understands like he, he gets more excited after the deer's on the ground. He, mm-hmm. he wants to get, he wants to dress it. He wants to gut it. He wants to skin it. He wants to do all the work um because he just thinks it's so cool that when we cook go home and we butterfly the those steaks up and we throw them on the grill, we marinate them and he cooks them, he looks over at his sister and says I killed that deer this morning, you know, and he <laughs> he just thinks it's so cool, you know, to be a part of that see that full cycle. Uh and even in the spring seeing those deer on the camera that we're feeding and that we're nurturing and that we're growing and he's naming them and he's he's kind of seeing it from start to finish and uh thanking God himself for it and um uh, he, he it's funny because he comes up to me. Uh, I always know when he's trying to hunt something cause he'll ask me, can we eat it? Uh, first, will be his first question. They're like dad, can we eat mice or dad? Can we eat, uh, squirrels? Can we eat this? And, and I, and if I say yes, then he's like, okay, I'm going to go hunt it then, you know, because he's not going to go hunt it unless we do it. So that's I'm awesome. trying to teach him like, uh, it's, it's a little too far cause I'm about to try to take down a bobcat. That's keeps taking all my chickens, um, yeah. at our house. But, uh, I'm not sure how that thing's going to taste, but, uh, so I'll have to have that discussion with him later on, uh, there are certain things that's okay, but for the most part, we kill to eat. And, uh, so it's cool to see him get that in his mind too.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know, um, Jeremiah Dowdy, I know he's got a a good Bobcat barbacoa recipe. I haven't tried it. I've seen him do some crazy things with some crazy animals, but Bobcat's one of those ones that he, he recommends, So get you get you some bobcat barbacoa if that does work out for you
1: <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna have to look into that because it, i mean if there if there's a good episode to uh throw on youtube or on rise kill eat man it'd be how to eat a bobcat that is uh, true yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine there's a lot of experience with that so uh, that'll be cool i'll let you know how that goes
0: there you go yeah that's it's interesting as you mentioned you know the whole father-son dynamic i've got uh, i know we've talked before but i've got a seven-year-old little boy and listeners have always heard me kind of talk about him and uh kind of getting him into the 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 hunting game i guess a little bit he had his first season of actual hunting this year and um, we had a deer that we were going after but we weren't able to get it done but we were out the other night um you know dressing some ducks and stuff and i was showing him the whole process like here's where you cut here's where you kind of pull you know stick your fingers in here and separate here all that kind of stuff and he was so fascinated like he he absolutely loved it like that that it's cool to to hear that you know boys their age you know your son's age my son's age they are interested in where their food comes from you know a lot of the kids they think that their food comes from the store it comes from a, a bag you know it comes in a, a brightly colored package that you know somebody put on the shelf but there's so much more to it and you know i think the kids that are out there you know seeing seeing this type of thing and seeing it Getting broke down, and you know, I think they develop a a certain appreciation for it. Like my son, he he'll eat just about anything. You know, he's not the kid that's going to eat just chicken nuggets every single night. He's he will eat dove. He's eating duck, deer, turkeys, squirrels. I mean, you name it, he's probably tried it. Morel mushrooms. I mean, it's just because of that, I mean, he's he's there for the process. You know, he sees it broken down. And I'm sure, you know, just like your son, it sounds like it's the same kind of thing. You develop a certain appreciation when you know where your food come from.
1: I mean, he and my son, you're just probably the same. He gets upset if I come home with my camel on and he's like, you went hunting, you know, where, where'd you go hunting? I was like, while you were at school. Oh, well, tell me next time. So I don't have to go to school. You know, he's <laughs> always looking for a reason to, 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 to get out in the woods, which is so refreshing. I don't know of a more, uh, monumental, monumentally nervous moment for a father is than that first hunt and first kill. Cause it could go either way, brother. You know, you, sh- you shoot yeah. that first deer and that boy walks up to it and sees that. And he's like, he's either in or out, you know? He's not right. going to be yeah. like, okay, that was okay. I guess I'll go again. He's either going to be like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. I'm never going hunting again. Or he's going to be like, man, that's cool. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And <laughs> so it's like, uh, I lucked out because he shot that first deer, walked right up to it and was ready to skin it in a few minutes. And I was like, all right, man, we got a hunter. That's good, right. and so uh, so I was I was thankful to the Lord for that
0: because yeah, my daughters
1: they're not they're not the same way my daughters man they're not interested <laughs> <laughs> they'll eat it but they don't want to be a part of the process
0: right so. yeah my wife she definitely isn't my my daughter my littlest one she's she's four and a half she's almost five she's mentioned it a few times but I think she's just so squirmy at this point I'm not sure if she'll be able to but <laughs> but no she's a you know, I, I think, you know, she's still, like I said, she's still very young. So we'll kind of see it's still hers is uh, up in the air right now to kind of see wh- if she's into it or not. But my son, he's definitely all about it. And that's a, uh, that's great to have that family dynamic. You know, it's a, uh, you were mentioning the whole photography and, you know, the the videography type thing. you know, I think over the past, I guess, probably a handful of years, we've seen a big switch in kind of how how hunting videos are and how hunting photos have kind of been shared, you know, especially with the Instagram and everything, you know, you see a certain type of style, you know, the style that you use and um, you know, some other people may use also, what kind of impact has, do you think that that has had, you know, positive or negative on, on the whole hunting, I guess, the lifestyle as far as the, the ability, the ability to be able to tell a story through, you know, the, the lens of your camera.
1: That's a that's a podcast episode in itself because I mean, man, my my background you have to do that in, in the future, marketing. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man, my my background's in marketing. I understand it. I I, I live it, sleep eat, sleep, breathe it. I, I I study it for my own businesses as well. And so, uh, media plays a massive, massive, massive part in marketing. And and for the brands that don't see the value in it, those are the brands that won't be around very much longer. And for the ones that really are grabbing onto it and running with it. Those are going to be the ones here in the end, because it's just a, it's just a different world we're in. You know, the hunter back in the day used to be the guy that didn't even, you know, he may not even had a TV. He didn't care to sit down and watch TV. He wanted to be out in the woods and hunt and, you know, worked a full time job, blue collar guy, wanted to be out in the woods and could care less about spending time online. Didn't even know how to turn on a computer, you know, like that's when I was growing up hunting, you know, with my buddies, that's we, they, we didn't have video games. We didn't care about it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so my buddies that lived out in the country and they hunted, you know, they, if I wanted to watch TV, that wasn't the place to do it because they didn't take it care less, you know? And so <laughs> right. fast forward to where we're at in 2021 and, and, and people spend their lives online, you know, good or bad, uh, whether they should or not, you know, their life is spent on a device, you know, looking at, That's how they decide what they're going to buy, what they're going to wear, where they're going to hunt, what they're going to hunt, Uh, you know, the guns they're going to buy to the clothes they're going to wear. Uh, If it looks good online first, uh, they're going to order some, you know, whereas back in the day, they'd go to the store and check it out in person first and try it on and see how it feels and then buy it. It's just a different world we're in. It's fast paced. There's no time for that. And so the the media plays a massive part in that. And I've seen, like you said, a, a massive uptick in it. Uh, over the last decade, really, um, but even over the last couple of years, it's it's really started to take over the outdoors world. I think the outdoors world is one of the last the last industries to really to buy in. To be honest with yeah. you, um, uh, the Western lifestyle too. Um, I've worked with some brands like Wrangler and Cinch and Ariad and and outdoor out you know Western type Western wear. And uh, they even them and themselves were a little late to the game, whereas, you know, uh, up and coming brands really saw the value in it first and they've been a little bit slow to change. But I think the the outdoors brands that are really catching on to it, uh, it's exciting to watch because the content that's available, if you really get the camera in the hands of those outdoorsmen and people that know what they're doing, you can get some crazy cool content, whereas it's just hard to manufacture that anywhere else,
0: you know. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned like the, the Western type lifestyle and the hunting lifestyle kind of being the last ones to the game. And, it, you know, just kind of as you were lit, as you were kind of going through that, uh, the first thing that popped in my mind was just because I think, you know, you're going to know, obviously the answer a little bit better than me, but just kind of the first thing that popped up was that those type people that live that lifestyle, they are the ones that don't <laughs> necessarily care about what's on the TV or necessarily care about, you know who's doing what and wherever they're, I mean, we're kind of setting our ways and the good old boys, we're just going to kind of do it the way we've always done it. So I think it's a, uh, and as you were saying, as we've kind of, kind of evolved and as things have kind of, you know, taken place over the past few years with new media being shared. And I think people have started to start, started to see, I guess, the, the, the kind of content that can be put out there and, you know, it, and it looks pretty dang cool. It looks, it looks awesome. Cause you can, you know, Feel yourself in that moment whenever you look at you know certain videos or look at certain photos. You can feel yourself there. You're like, yeah, I've I've seen that before. I've I've witnessed that, and it's awesome because now I'm sitting here looking on my phone. I I know exactly what you know what that looks like. That's yeah, that's that's very interesting. That's something that I can certainly appreciate too. I think I'm if it wasn't for this podcast, I'd probably be one of those guys that would wouldn't have social media and wouldn't have anything. I'd just be. Perfectly happy, just doing what I do every day, but it, it was, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we just, it's the world that we live in, and you know, things change over time, and you know, I think hunting, personally, I think hunting has has definitely improved because of that.
1: And another key aspect to it is that we have to understand is, you know, twenty five years ago, uh, media wasn't that big of a deal. You know, there wasn't social yeah. content that you were trying to create, but there also was just a handful of really dominant. Outdoor brands, you know, and and everybody used those brands, uh, and so now there's just so many options. There's that the market's flooded with with products. Um, I mean, there used to be a, a, one or two scent control options, you know, 25 years ago, whereas now there's 500, you know, <laughs> and there's just so many right. different, so many different brands that are on the market now. So brands really have to get competitive with their marketing, and they can't just rely on the name anymore, and they can't rely on referrals and guys that are just wearing it because their dad wore it and the guy before him wore it. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a new game we're in. And so, um, you know, all those brands really have to look carefully on how they're going to create that content. And, and luckily a lot of them are looking at that. And so it's really cool to see it.
0: I think what it's done too, is it's, uh, it's opened up the door to new hunters. So I think there's a lot of people who probably see, you know, some of that content being shared and they're, you know, they get interested in hunting. You know, it could be somebody that has never gone hunting before, or it could be somebody who just got a new camera and they're like, I want to go try to get those same type pictures. You know, I think it's kind of opened up a, a door to a whole generation of hunters who may not have existed before if it wasn't for that, that type of content.
1: Absolutely. I mean, marketing in a nutshell is selling to current users, but creating more users at the same time. And so, if, if, uh, name that brand, if they can, if they can share a really cool photo of a, of a, of a hunt, uh, not only does that entice hunters that are currently hunters to use that brand, but it even, like you said, entices the guys on the outskirts have been thinking about hunting or their buddies hunting yeah. They're just the only one that does not And they're like, man, I get to get into situations like that. If I hunt, okay, I'm in, you know? And so, right. um, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've definitely, uh, definitely like seeing some of the stuff that you've put out and, you know, speaking of, you know, we've got, uh, I kind of let you give more of the details here, but you've got the Rise Kilit beginning, uh, March 1st, you know, what I think you mentioned in a, in a previous conversation, there's going to be, you know, a handful of episodes. So what are those episodes going to kind of, kind of look like?
1: Season one, uh, we'll have 12 episodes, 12 official episodes. They're free. Uh, we're going to have them on YouTube and our website for free um, to, for, to to kind of build, a, to build a, a following, to build some interest in the show. Uh, so the 12 official episodes will be airing throughout the year. The first one being March 1st. Um, and so there'll be about once a month. But in November and December, I believe there'll be two each month. So um, we'll have 12 official episodes. But also on the YouTube, we'll have a, a, a ton of other kind of complimentary videos, more vlog-style videos of just other fun stuff we might get into. Uh, whether it's you know trying out new recipes on stuff, whether it's just extra fishing trips we're on, or uh, I think the the hog hunt, we'll have a, probably a couple of those on there. They'll just kind of be bonus on the on the uh, YouTube. And so the twelve episodes is just kind of the beginning for us. It's the it's the actual. 20 minute full length episode cinematic storytelling type vibe, but then also on the YouTube, there'll be plenty of other content too, which will be fun to watch. So, uh, that's kind of the, uh, the approach for year one.
0: Yeah. Right on. And that's, uh, yeah. Whenever we were kind of discussing, you know, when we first, first met in our previous conversations, man, that was, uh, you know, whenever you started telling me about that and that was something I've always wanted to kind of implement. And it's like you said, it's, it's funny how, God has kind of, uh, interwoven our, our past with this whole rice name. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, like I was saying to, to work with you, you know, in the future with, with, with what we got going on here. So, uh, as far as the, the rice podcast goes, you know, you'll be able to access the rice podcast on the website that Wes is building. Um, it's gonna, rice It'll be on there as an option for, uh, for consumption on there. We'll also, I'll be doing a lot of resharing his stuff on social media, <clears throat> just to kind of help with that promotional side of things. And you guys are in the future episodes of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. Listeners are going to be hearing a lot more promotions on Wes's show that he's doing with Rise Kill Eat. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be able to to get the word out there for you because it's, like I said, this our mission and our purpose is exactly the same you know, I think God has put us in this position together. You know, obviously this was his plan. This is his sovereign plan. So that's, I'm excited to be, be able to work with you Wes, in the future.
1: Man, uh, couldn't have said it better myself. I'm absolutely hundred percent on board. Uh, I think it was, I think it was a God thing. I know it was a God thing. It's just wild how it worked out. Um, and how God works in those ways. He gave us both a name, a phrase, rise, kill eat. We both We both knew when we heard those years apart, uh, that that's something that we could use to glorify God in in the world of hunting. And so it's just neat how we, how he brought us together, uh, not too long ago, really. And, uh, and if your mission is the same as mine and, and, uh, we talked about this on the phone of how, how, how sad it is to see churches and ministries that have this same vision, but they, they pull, they pull the rope in opposite directions and it doesn't it's it's sad to see. I'm sure God is is burdened by it as well, and just says, "Man, I've I've given you both this passion, this fire, this desire, and ultimately this spirit to 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 carry out the work of my kingdom and glorification of myself." And uh, so, if we can do that together, we should. And uh, so, um, so I'm I'm super stoked about it. I think it's going to be really cool to to help encourage one another, promote one another, to be, rise, kill, eat together uh, in different formats and, in, in in viewing and listening. And so, um, yeah, the website will be launching February 19th. Uh, and on there, you'll be able to watch episodes, uh, watch videos of, uh, what we're up to, uh, the show crew. And then, uh, you'll obviously be able to listen to what you're up to Tyler with the rise kill Eat podcast as well. And so it'll just be a way to reach more for the kingdom. It'll be awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a good point that you made is that, you know, if we are if we're all truly in this, you know, we're, we're all truly the body of Christ, then, you know, why try to go separate ways? I mean, it's, you know, if we have the same goal of sharing the gospel and sharing, you know, God's great outdoors through his outdoors, then, you know, why not team up? I mean, I, th- I think y- you hit the, hit the nail on the head and I'm definitely excited for what the future holds for us, man. And you know, where else can uh where else can people check you out? You know, social media and that kind of thing.
1: So on Instagram, we are uh kill Eat Official um on there and um and like I said you can just go to your page and probably um see a tag to us and and on our page you'll see a tag to get over to your page. So hopefully our 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 Instagram accounts are very much connected in that way. Um, On Facebook um, I believe it's facebook.com forward slash RiceKilly official as well. Um, and then ricekilly.com. Uh, we've also got our YouTube channel launched with a promo on there as well. And of course you'll see the first episode on there, March 1st. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, things to be excited about. And even some things we probably won't even mention in this show, but you and I have talked about those things are on the horizon too. So I'm excited to see how those unfold too. And I know your, your listeners here would we'll be excited to find out about that too down the road.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to, to get those things playing and get that stuff kind of worked out. Cause I think, uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy that. And it's going to be some pretty cool stuff. Once the, the details and the, the logistics get worked out i guess <laughs>
1: for sure yeah once we get you moved down to texas we'll get it all
0: figured out <laughs> <laughs> right yeah exactly So, <laughs> all right well wes i definitely appreciate it man i am uh, i'm excited for what the future holds i'm going to put all the links for the website i'll put the links and the information for social media you know i have some some more things down there that people can check out they can just click on the details of the show and the show notes there's all kinds of information there that uh, I'll have, I'll have for everybody. So listeners, you guys can go there, check that out. Wes, I definitely appreciate it, man. And I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing what Rice Eat grows into.
1: Yeah, me too, man. I, I can't uh, thank the Lord enough for us meeting and, uh, for the ministry you got going on here, man. It's exciting to be a part of it now and to be a, a cheerleader for the Rice Eat podcast is, is awesome. And so, yeah, I just encourage everybody that's listening to, uh, to really you know, look within yourself as well to see how God may be putting on your heart. I know that Tyler and I had to take some steps of faith here in the beginning of what we're doing, but I'm willing to bet that there's, there's listeners that are listening now that uh, have really felt a little idea maybe come to mind or a tug on the heart for God giving them an idea of how to use their talents, their time, their energy for glorifying Him. Maybe it's not in some sort of business format, but... He's given us all these gifts and talents. And so this is just the, one of the ways Tyler and I are using ours. And so I want to encourage everybody listening to to think about that, pray about that for yourself as well and see what God may be up to. And And uh, by all means, comment, come and send us an email. Let us know what, what happened. Cause I'd love to hear the story myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. The Bible tells us that whatever we do, do it for the glory of God. You know, whether it's podcast and whether it's, you know, with a camera or, You know, teacher, chef, uh, firefighter, police, whatever it is, do it for the glory of God. So absolutely, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for having me on, Tyler. Look forward to our relationship building and uh, getting to know your viewers. And so uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I had a great time.
0: Yes, sir. Definitely.